This episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast is brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is not just coaching, it's not just an online course, it's not a feel-good group, and it's definitely not your guidance counselor just giving you a few tips and sending you on it. This is a proven system that helps pre-PT students just like you get accepted into PT school without wasting time or money. The accepted system has achieved acceptance for students with above and below 3.0 GPAs. Our system trains pre-PTs to think differently so that they can ultimately fulfill their dreams of becoming doctors of physical therapy despite their fears, low grades, and uncertainty of the future. The accepted system is a do-it-with-you six-week program that teaches you our accepted system method. To learn more, visit us at www.preptgrind.com and click I need to know more under the accepted system. We hope to help you achieve your dreams of getting into physical therapy school. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. What's going on, everyone? This is the Pre-PT Grind podcast where we help you decide, prepare, and transform into not only becoming a physical therapist, but the best physical therapist you can be without wasting time or money. My name is Nye Bradshaw, and I am the executive producer of this podcast. And on this episode, we have Benjamin Lee and Dr. Michael B. Goen, correct? Mm-hmm. How's everything going, guys? Good, good. Good. Yeah. good. So uh, I know, Ben, you reached out to Michael and saw some stuff that he was doing and found him to be very like inspirational. So, Michael, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what's going on? Yeah, so I'm a uh, physical therapist. I uh, graduated in 2017, so I'm kind of a new grad um, living in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I work outpatient um, for Rehab Associates of Central Virginia, um, and I've been with them for about a year and a half. And in the last week, I actually have transitioned to part-time. I'm going um, four days a week there, six-hour days, because I'm going back to school. Um, I'm actually going to Liberty, and I'm finishing my last year of eligibility as a college athlete for um, wrestling and so it's been a bit of a crazy week for me transitioning from being a uh, full-time therapist part-time therapist full-time student and uh, ramping up my training for the wrestling season so um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome and uh, Michael can you tell us a little bit about how you discovered physical therapy and kind of your journey as a pre-PT leading up to PT school? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a little atypical as I didn't initially um, head into college knowing I wanted to do physical therapy. Maybe that's that's average for most people, but um, I got into Virginia Tech in the engineering department and I was leaning towards going down, you know, doing biomedical engineering. And throughout that process in undergrad as we usually all go through you kind of start thinking okay what am I going to be doing when I get out of college senior year like real life is getting ready to smack you in the face and I was like you know I really want to work with people I don't know that I want to do engineering and be working in the lab Um, I've always enjoyed interacting with people so I wanted a job that would um, help facilitate that so I just was decided to jump towards the med school rails I'll be a doc I'll be a doctor I want to be an orthopedic surgeon I want to fix people help people and so I switched from engineering to biochemistry because um, I knew that would give me most of the prereqs that I would need for med school. And along the way, um, I decided to finally really self-reflect on why I wanted to do 
what I wanted to do, not just what do I want to do, but why do I want to do it? And that 15 minute self-reflection happened right before my senior year of college. Um, in fact, it happened about two months before the deadlines for most PT applications were due. And I realized I do want to help people. That's pretty cliche, but you know, it was true. Most people who go into the med field of medicine want to do that. Um, but I really thought, why do I want to do that? And I realized I wanted to develop relationships with the people I'm helping and being able to really interact and empathize with them was important to me. Um, being an athlete, I had many injuries throughout my career. I never actually had physical therapy, but uh, having, you know, athletic trainers and coaches who were able to really empathize and help me along the way um, was a real big deal to me. It meant a lot. And I wanted to be able to provide that to others. And so I did a little research on physical therapy and I kind of blindly just said, okay, that's what I'm going with. I, I, I think that's it. So I had two months to get my, my, all my stuff in for the PTCAS system. Um, you know, observation hours, the letters of recommendation, all that. Um, I had to like scramble to get most of that done. Um, or at least the basic stuff you need before the deadlines. So I think some of it is kind of, they have soft deadlines, like your observation hours aren't necessarily required by all schools to be completed by the mm -hmm. time you apply. Um, but I think like the recommendations and stuff were even more stressful. At, at that time, I hadn't really developed any relationships with physical therapists, and I know they wanted, you know, recommendations. Most schools require recommendations from PT, some PTs. So, um, that's kind of how I found my way to the profession of physical therapy. I applied to four schools, but only two of them um, did I complete the application, ODU and VCU. I was like, you know what, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'll get in. Um, I had a 3.67 GPA coming out of um, biochemistry. I think my prereq GPA may have been a little higher. I took some silly classes along the way, like music theory and stuff that um, – I didn't necessarily crush. So some of those silly classes may have dropped my GPA. Um, but um, so my GPA wasn't, you know, bad. I think I had that going for me, but uh, I really just kind of jumped in blind and I was lucky enough to be accepted. And I attended BCU's uh, doctorate of physical therapy program. So what were like some challenges working towards like applying and getting into PT school, that process of getting there, what were some challenges that you had? So I think probably one of the biggest challenges is putting myself out there and, you know, reaching out to the athletic trainer, head athletic trainer at Virginia Tech. He had some connections. I reached out to him. I um, mean, coincidentally, I was in his athletic injuries class that semester to say, hey, I really want to get into PT school. Do you know of any physical therapists that I could possibly, you know, volunteer and help, you know, work on to do some shadowing with? And they actually – um, he owns, I didn't know this at the time, he owns University PT, which is kind of a local PT um, clinic. They have multiple locations in that area. And some of the therapists from that company would come to the athletic facilities at Virginia Tech and work with the athletes. And so I got to actually shadow. Um, most of my hours were, were doing that in the outpatient clinic. And then that same therapist, I'd go to her brick and mortar clinic as well and observe under her. Um, the next challenge was, okay, where am I going to get you know, in doing inpatient volunteer hours, uh, contact the hospitals, you know, nobody was taking me, especially short notice. Um, like I got to get it done like in the next semester or two here. 
And <clears throat> I ended up finding a place in Salem. It was about 45 minutes away um, at some skilled nursing facility. And uh, they were gracious enough to take me. And so I, you know, made it fit into the schedule where I was commuting out there, you know, it was probably an hour and a half, to two hours of driving. Wow. Um, to get four hour chunks in, you know, throughout the span of, you know, a semester and a half. Um, and really it wasn't too bad. I did probably the minimum observation hours that were required by VCU and ODU. So I wasn't necessarily overachieving on that. And I was like, I'm just, I want to at least be eligible and see what happens to see um, if I'm going to get in. And um, neither of the programs uh, did interviews either. And so I think I had that going probably against me considering the fact that um, I didn't have a, a ton of observation hours. I mean, some people will you know, work as a PT tech at a clinic for three years before going and applying to PT school. So I, I was definitely um, behind the ball on that. You know, I think I, yeah. my GPA maybe helped me a little bit, but honestly, I think I just lucked out. You know, I think it's getting more and more competitive to get into PT school. And um, I thought about actually deferring my acceptance and reapplying the following year because I was offered a, head coach job for um, a wrestling program at a local high school. And I really wanted to take that but my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time um, wasn't letting me do that. So, um, and I'm thankful that I ended up sticking with it and just attending PT school um, that year. Cause like, I know um, like applying when, so I kind of like relate to that because I wanted to take a year off before applying, but then I, I changed my mind really quickly and I was like okay I'm just going to apply and at that point it was like two months left to like get everything in so like what kind of kept you locked in <laughs> um to just like get through that process and get those observation hours in like so last minute having to drive an hour and a half because not everyone is going to do that they're like oh hour and a half like forget that you know like yeah. some people are yeah. like oh, whatever so I, I say I jumped in blind. It wasn't kind of like a spontaneous decision. It was like, you know, what am I going to do with my life? When I had that 15 minutes of self-reflection, um, you know, the August of my senior year, right before I went off to college, it wasn't, you know, just a, a spur of the moment decision. Like I, my heart was truly being called to do physical therapy. So I had that, that internal drive of this is what I want to do. I really want to do it. Um, you know, everything clicked, like, you know, leading up to that moment, the three years in undergrad, I never felt that, you know, with being an orthopedic surgeon, going to med school, I'm like, oh, I got to do the MCATs and do all these years in school. Like, I didn't even know how many years PT school is going to take at first as I was diving in. I didn't care. I was like, this is what I want to do. So whatever it costs, whatever I got to do. And so it was that, that kind of motivated me to, you know, get the observation hours in and like kind of crush it my senior year with everything else I was doing um, to make sure that I at least gave myself a shot to get into PT school. Um, it, it, you know, it was just, I think that was what God wanted me to do. It was kind of his calling for me. And I, you know, the self-reflection was the biggest part. You know, I really think that's what um, led me to PT school and really got me in is because I knew I truly wanted to do it. I was able to just throw all my eggs in that basket, go all out, commit to it. Um, you know, and, and just in a passionate way. And I think um, that helped with my recommendations um, on the tail end of everything. That's awesome. 
Because a, a lot of what we talk about with like pre-PT grind is figuring out what your why is. And so like you talk about that self, self-reflection and you said it was a quick like 15 minutes. And I think sometimes people think that like finding your passion is like a super long journey of like, oh, it's going to take me two, three years to like figure this out. So what, like in that like 15 minutes, what was that feeling? Like what was that process like just in that? quick span of self-reflection and um yeah don't i mean don't get me wrong you know sure it took 15 minutes for me to sort of figure it out but you know all my mistakes and trials along the way you know led me to that point so it wasn't necessarily it only took me 15 minutes to decide what i want to do with my life you know if i didn't make all the mistakes the years leading up to that and you know all the successes as well led me to be where i was in that position at that 15 minute span of time. So, I mean, it really did take me like 22, 23 years to figure it out. Um, and everything I had done up to that point had led me to have that self-reflection. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just a powerful moment. It's kind of hard to describe, but I, I was just kind of fed up with like, not really feeling a passion for all these decisions I'm making, you know? switching to biochem i'm like okay this is cool i'm nerd nerdy i, I enjoy what i'm learning but what am i gonna do um i was like i don't think i want to actually go to med school holy crap i'm a senior what am i gonna do and that's when i stopped thinking what what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and i started thinking why do i want to do hmm. it's the first time i had ever really thought of the why and in that, that moment, you know how things just click in life, you know, whether you're an athlete, you're, you're learning math, a new math uh, class, like once something clicks, it clicks and you just know, oh, I figured it out. It's like riding a bike. At that point, you get the momentum and you just start going with it and you're just on a straight and narrow path. And that's kind of what happened. Like everything just clicked when I had that 15 minute um, moment of self-reflection and it was like relief relief and just like a fire grew inside me and that's where all that energy and drive came to like let's do this let's, you know tackle the the dang ptcas system and yeah <laughs> um, because if i wasn't totally convinced that this is what i want with my life then i probably would have quit you know a month in with oh my god all this stuff i have to do is you know it would have overwhelmed me mm-hmm. um, so what do. is that where has that, that passion taken you now, I guess, like in terms of from that, from that moment of self-reflection um, into taking the dive into applying to PT school and then taking the dive into, you know, instead of coaching wrestling, going right into PT school and getting that DPT, where has that journey taken you um, since then? Well, I think um, I've continued to start thinking of the whys and, and following my passions. And I think it's taken me to, you know, where I am today with being, part-time PT, you know, I, I love what I do. Um, I'm not going to say I'm burned out um, only two years in. I don't think I am, but I think that I'm, I was being called to go back to, to school. I mean, I'm taking the computer science major right now, but I'll be honest, my primary motivation for going to Liberty right now um, as a student is for the wrestling. Cause I've coached these guys the last two years um, as a volunteer coach. I do that kind of, on the side after work and um you know that fire is just starting to grow in me and ever since i made the decision and i talked to the ceo of my company about going part-time this is what i want to do that fire is in me again and i'm finding ways to do so much in every single day that 
I don't know where the energy comes from. I think it's the fire of knowing I'm, I'm on the path that I'm intended to do. And, um, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a pretty faithful guy. I haven't been the best Christian, you know, leading up to and through my undergraduate years, but being at Liberty and being surrounded with a lot more Christian-centered folks, um, I've started to really listen to what I think God wants for me. And, you know, it, it seems a little fiscally irresponsible to go part-time right now when I have student loans and um, everything, but I've just found that I'm su such a happier person and I'm putting way more energy into the work I am doing, you know, whether it's in the clinic with my patients, I'm giving them more, I feel like, and I am, you know, crushing it in terms of my, my physical um, training. I'm able to get so much more out of the workouts I'm doing and my, my relationship with my wife, I feel like is just I'm much happier with her because um, we've been stressed. You know, we're, we're newlyweds. We got married after um, we both graduated. Yeah. And so I feel like um, just all aspects of my life, I'm able to give it 110%. And it's just it's paying off in dividends in terms of my happiness. Even though yeah. Yeah, I may have student loans a couple extra years now, more than I wanted. Um, it's, it's, it's worth it right now because I'm, I'm just enjoying life. And I think, um, so to go back to the original question of, you know, where this passion has carried me through beyond just applying to PT school, I think that's, that's it. It's, I've been able to make the big decisions leading up to this, including going to SSPT live this, this last year. That was another thing that kept my fire going and helped spark this life changing decision I've made. Um, you know, Greg Todd is a huge part of a lot of the the decisions that I've made um, in the last two years. So, I think that a big theme of today's, like what you're saying today, Michael, is that um, it's worth your passion, right? Like it's worth the jump to go into PT school if that's your passion, what you want to do, or it's worth going back to and scaling back to be part-time um, clinically and going back to Liberty to wrestle. If that's your passion, that's your calling. Um, so to anyone who's listening out there that questions their passion or questions if they should take a jump, um, like I would say like, it's worth your passion. Like, I mean, you're a living example of that. Um, you follow your passion, it, it is worth it. Uh, can, can you kind of dive into that a little bit of like, how has, how has wrestling helped you and how, how has that become your passion and how have you used that um, as a physical therapist and as a coach as well? Yeah, well, wrestling, oh, I started my junior year of high school, and it was, it was definitely the toughest sport I've ever done um, because it's it's a lifestyle. I mean, you, you live wrestling. You have to control your diet. Um, your weight is a big aspect of it. And so when you leave the practice room, um, the decisions you make all count. It's not like nothing you do outside of the practice doesn't count anymore. And everything counts. Your sleep um, you know, the way you structure your days to get your work done, whether it's um, your work work or your homework, whatever part of life you're in, if you're in high school or college, um, it, it helped, it's helped to make me much more structured and use my time better because in high school, I was probably the most busy of my life in high school. Um, and the wrestling practices, we wouldn't get out until 630 and I'd have to go home and do all my homework, my AP classes and stuff. Um, I have to get that stuff done and enough time to get to sleep and get back up and go to governor's school the next morning. And so it, it's helped, I guess, self-discipline is probably the biggest thing it's given me wrestling. 
give me the self-discipline to do what I need to do to get where I want to be. And unless you've, it's hard to really appreciate it unless you've actually wrestled, but um, most people are able to at least see, yeah, it's tough doing all of that. But, you know, when you're getting mentally broken every week, you know, in terms of a, of the, the sport itself going through a practice where you've already been sweating hard for two hours and coaches making you run sprints at the end of practice with somebody on your back. I mean, you learn to not give up and you also learn kind of what your limits are in terms of um, not just physically, but what your limits are in terms of, you know, I just got crushed in practice. Am I going to go home and just pass out and not do what I got to get done? Or am I going to just suck it up and keep going hard? And you just, you, you learn to persevere and you learn the self-discipline you need. And I think that's helped me a lot in getting through PT school. Um, because PT school, honestly, was easier than high school for me. Well, I had all this extra time. I mean, I could commit if I needed extra time to study, I could, I could use it. I wasn't wrestling. I wasn't, you know, having to get up at 7am to go to school. Um, you have all this free time in college and in and, and PT school that you, people don't appreciate, but um, the self-discipline is probably the number one thing that I'd say wrestling gave me that has carried over and helped make me successful everywhere else. Say that you had the op, so you had like your own PT school and you were looking at all these candidates, what kind of characteristics would you look for um, in like that application pool that would set them apart like for acceptance? Well, the number one thing I would look for was social and emotional intelligence. And that isn't necessarily something you can get in just the application itself. It's kind of something you need to get in an interview, um, which is kind of funny because none of my PT schools interviewed me, right? So I think that's the most important thing. Can I have a conversation with this person who's coming into PT school? Because what good does it do you if your patient doesn't feel comfortable with you or you don't feel comfortable with your patient, you can't interact with them? I mean, that was the why of why I wanted to do PT, is that interaction, that relationship. And so if someone coming into PT school is, is too awkward or uncomfortable to have a conversation with a stranger, um, then it makes me wonder, are they going to be able to do it? Now, it's not necessarily something you can't, you can't learn. Um, but, you know, by the time you're out of undergraduate school, you've had plenty of opportunities to practice and to meet strangers. So that's probably the number, thing, number one thing I would look for. And I, you'd have to determine that in an interview. And in order to get to the interview, you have to, you know, have a good enough application after they've weeded out you know, who they're not going to interview. So, you know, in terms of actually concrete things that I would, I would look at, um, you know, the essays are helpful. Most people are going to say, I want to help people. I want to make people better in their own kind of way. Everybody knows that's cliche. Don't just say that. Um, I mean, I'm going to want to know why that, why going back to the why, if I'm looking at reading their essays, I want to know why do they want to do it? And I want to make sure that they explain it. If they're, they're, that why is it there in their, their essay? I'm, that's a big dinger for me if I'm running a PT school. Okay, I know what you want to do. You're applying to PT school. Um, I want to know why and I want to know um, really in depth, you know, what, what drives them deep down in their heart to, to want to do this profession as opposed to going to medical school or as opposed to being a chiropractor. For sure. Um, and, 
And um, so that and probably the recommendations, those would be the two things I would look at um, as my biggest piece of advice to everyone. Everyone who's a pre-PT is you want to make the person who's writing your recommendation come to you and ask you to write a recommendation. If you're not putting that much energy and drive into oppressing that person that they're not going to come up to you and ask to write your recommendation for you, you don't want them to write your recommendation. I didn't do that. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I didn't do. Again, that's why I'm like, I think I got lucky getting into PT school. I mean, I, I busted my butt in front of the folks who I had recommended, one of which was my college wrestling coach at Virginia Tech. And I was a walk-on. So like, he knew that like I, I was a hard worker. I wasn't a Division One caliber athlete at the time I walked on. I just busted my ass, and they saw that. Um, and so I think I had – his recommendation probably helped me out a good bit. But um, – those would be the two things, your recommendations. I want to see how excited this person is to talk about you and recommend you to be in this profession. And I want to see your why, why mm -hmm. you want to be in PT school. And then in the interview, I'd be um, checking that emotional and social intelligence. Can we have a conversation? Can we sit down and just and talk? Um, and then, you know, from there, everything else is important to your GPA and stuff, but that's kind of second tier for me. Right, like top, yeah, those three are top three things, like absolute. That's really good. Yeah. I love how you dive into the human element of things too, Michael. Like physical therapy is a human profession. You've got a person in front of you for half an hour to an hour. And if you're not able to have emotional intelligence or have like relationships that you've built in the past, how are you going to create trust and build those relationships in the future? Um, and then one thing you also touched on also like you're, you are a walk-on at Virginia Tech um, and the fact that like you had to grind to earn your spot in the wrestling team and you also made that point earlier of like how physical therapy school almost was easier for you than college because you had to grind so hard to get in the wrestling team you had to work hard um, and that just shows that like your journey has taken you to where you are and like you have built that social and emotional intelligence and those relationships um, through your hard work and, and your purpose as well too, which really comes back full circle to your why and your passion. Uh, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Great analysis. Yeah. I, I can't, uh, can't say it better myself. I mean, that's exactly right. Um, you know, trust is huge, you know, being able to gain somebody's trust by talking to them. And then, yeah, I mean, you kind of broke it down just right. I mean, that's, that's it. I can't, mm -hmm. can't add to that. So one last thing we always ask our interviewees before we wrap things up. Uh, if you were to go back in time to a past version of yourself, whether it was in high school, undergrad, or PT school, or even as a DPT fresh out of school, um, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's probably a couple pieces of advice. I think the first thing I'd say is, is don't wait till graduation to start building your future, to start making a difference. Um, and I think that's one of the mistakes I made. Um, you know, again, I'm not gonna say I regret, regret it. I tried not to regret the things in the past because I think they're what put me in the position, uh, the positions I am in now. Uh, but don't wait till you graduate PT school to start building your, your career, start building your future, start building your networks, and start making a difference. 
you know, whether you're working in a pro, bo pro bono clinic, whether you're starting your own podcast, whether you are, you know, getting out and, you know, starting to brand yourself right away. I think those are probably the top things I would recommend. I mean, branding yourself is huge. Most people probably don't want to start their own business coming out of PT school. They want to work for someone, but there's so many people that, that do and they don't. And we need to find those people who deep down have that doubt and hold back from ever giving the world what they can truly offer. Um, because a lot of times they get out of PT school and they haven't used those three years to start building their brand, start building confidence and networks and learning this stuff so that they're like, well, I got to work for someone. I don't know what to do at this point. They kind of feel, you know, backed up at the edge of a cliff. And so start that your first year of PT school. And there's so many more people doing that now in the last four or five years than when I got into PT school. So I'm liking where we're, we're going as a young profession. I mean, there was no pre PT grind when I was a student, at least not in the first year. I mean, I just feel so blessed and grateful that I fell into Greg Todd. I mean, I can't say enough how he, he changed my mindset, changed my direction and course around. Um, I always wanted to be in a business for myself, start my own thing. I still haven't. Um, but there's, you know, other factors that play into that, you know, being married, I never accounted for, for the element and uh, multiple things that play when you're, with someone else 24 hours a day. Um, that's something that I never considered. But, um, you know, between those few things, I'd say also just connect with Greg Todd. I mean, that would be one of my biggest things um, for folks who are just starting out. You know, he's he puts off so much good energy, has so many good tips, and his network is full of so many smart, positive, you know, just great people. I can name off 20 of them right now uh, and listen to podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts until I was getting ready to take boards. I started listening to podcasts and that's kind of how I, I ran into Greg Todd. I mean, the last couple of months of PT school, um, Felicia Wenya is the person who connected me to him and I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, but podcasts are a dynamite way to use your, your spare time, uh, whether you're driving or just laying back and relaxing, eating breakfast. Um, you can get so much information out of podcasts. And I feel like I've lost so many years of learning because I didn't start listening to podcasts until right before I graduated. So I think um, as we can see, podcasts are growing. Um, and so there's more and more out there. Um, so there's no excuse to not, not be taking advantage of it. Um, in your spare time, you can learn so much and gain so many so much valuable insight so i'd say listen to podcasts start building your career your networks your future you know right away in pt school even before pt school which you pre-pt grind folks are doing a great job of and um, thank you great time. thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us um if yeah. people want to reach out talk to you uh where can they where can they find you um you know facebook is great uh, michael I think Michael P. Allen is actually my, my name on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram uh, at Coach Mike G. And I think there's an underscore in there. And then also the Wrestling Physio, um, spelled how it sounds. Um, so that's kind of my Instagram that's following my journey right now as being a 
a clinician who's also wrestling and, and doing classes and stuff. Um, but my general generic account is just at Coach Mike G. Cool. Awesome. And Good we'll stuff. link both those accounts uh, in the description as well. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank you so much Thanks for joining for us on. once again. Yeah. So uh, once again, thanks everyone for listening in on this episode. If you guys have any questions, please contact us at contactpreptgrind.com. See ya. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.